The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. <laughs> Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. I'd say Barry Sanders is the best running back I've ever seen with my own two eyes in my lifetime. That would have been. And you can't. Yeah, it's. It hurts to think about it because he was so amazing. Yeah. And then to to be stuck on that team, it's almost like a curse, right? To be that good on the Lions, like. These are the tales of fantasy football past as you've never heard them. Our guests tell stories blending fantasy football production, on and off field moments, memories of personal fantasy football catastrophe, and elation, and yes, alcohol. We do the work, you tell the story. These are the fantasy football stories. My name is Jeremy Broand. You can find me on Twitter at Dynasty Madman. Tonight, I'm going to tell you about Barry Sanders. Hopefully get it mostly right. <laughs> and so where do we start? And in, is, in you know, in the annals, like the history of Barry Sanders. I, I don't know much about his early life. You know, I mean, Oklahoma State didn't know much about him either until yeah. they finally yeah. discovered he could play football. And I mean, Barry wasn't even really recruited um, like yeah, out he, of high school. Like a lot he was of recruited. players were, He got offers were from Emporia State. Iowa State, University of Tulsa, mm-hmm. and OSU. Tulsa, yeah. Yeah, and, and you know, you see a player like that, if that a player with that talent came, you know, was a high school player, everyone would know who he is, and he'd be getting top offers. Right. I, I'm sure he's rooted in, you know, in playing there, but he wasn't a thing until his final year. I mean, he right. was, like, special teams, and he came in, and he did some, and, he, you, know, you know, he did well by all accounts, but, like, he didn't have, like, a – a career like a lot of running backs, he really took off. Um, I don't think he did his senior year, but it's true. I his final year was his first year starting. Played so he played three years, 86, 87, and 88. He finally got the you know 373 carries, 12 games, uh, you know, almost 3,000 yards. So yeah, I and you know the Heisman Trophy too. Like I mean, he came out of nowhere seemingly um, because he wasn't a starter until that. Until he was, um, you know, his final year, he finally got the starting gig a few games in and um, tore tore it up. I mean, that, you know, unbelievable season and then went pro, of course, got drafted, what, third overall by the Lions. And I I know all this by heart because I'm, you know, Barry Sanders and that's my that's my guy. And this is my story. Right. I, I know everything about Barry Sanders. I'm kidding. But like to me, to me, he epitomized um, the NFL you know, and why I watched NFL football. I have a fun story about him accepting the Heisman. So he accepted the Heisman via satellite from Tokyo. 
Oh yeah, they played a game there. Um, yeah, yeah, it was an exhibition, some kind of exhibition, exhibition. game. And um, yeah, he was he 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 accepted it video via video call in yep. Tokyo at like four o'clock in the morning. So if you watch the video of him like finding out he won the Heisman, he's like very just like stoic and like yeah. Kind of, and I'm like, I was like, well, it was four o'clock in the morning. You can't expect the guy to be. <laughs> he's <laughs> either still awake or he woke up earlier than he's. Supposed yeah, to. Right. He, he was stoic. You couldn't really tell always what he was thinking, but he he, he always took care in answering questions. And mm-hmm. I, I don't know. It was it was a an, it's a unique style now. It seems like because athletes are um, even the even the the most gracious ones are. Are, you know, happy to talk about, you know, what they did and they give kudos to other players too. But yeah, he, he, he never seemed comfortable talking about himself. Um, maybe almost embarrassed, you know, the, the craziest, the craziest thing about Barry's Heisman year is the fact that he doesn't take credit for that season almost whatsoever. He totally 100% gives credit for that season to the offensive line to this day. Like, did he, did he do that in Detroit when he, <laughs> I mean, I don't he know. averaged like almost 1,700 yards a season, which is like the best I think ever. Like, did he yeah. acknowledge the offensive line in Detroit? Because that team was always. I mean, he had years where the, I think the line was pretty good, but like, yeah, it was Barry. Barry. <laughs> right. I think one of the best things about some of my favorite athletes is how humble they are, how down to earth, how, and some of them are down to earth and not always friendly with fans, but just all of that sort of um, down to earth humbleness it's respectable but i know if you grow up a certain way that is something that you learn to to behave like that like you were you kind of brought up to not you know not necessarily show off do a good job just you know um act like you've been there before hand the ball to the ref those kinds of things you know you don't have to do that and touchdown celebrations to me don't count i mean you're excited to score my kid does it in hockey he didn't score a lot, but all the kids in hockey, when they score, they it's his first year. But, the, you know, they they celebrate. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I mean, that's, you know, they're not celebrating beating another team necessarily. They're celebrating how well the team did and that they scored at the end of, you know, a great play or whatever. I think that's that's confused sometimes. But Barry Sanders was that guy to me, too. I mean, the reason, you know, he became my favorite player was just how amazing he was like how, how he would turn something uh, or nothing into something and um, outside inside to me, he was a complete running back. I'd say Barry Sanders is the best running back I've ever seen with my own two eyes in my lifetime. Uh, I can't go back to before that. I mean, things were so different, but since I've been watching football, I would not say any single running back was better than Barry. We're, you know, there you can isolate a trait, isolate one thing, look at one statistic and say, but as an overall running back, this little guy, 5'8, 203 pounds, whatever, you know, he's under 5'9, under 210. Those legs were just like um, gears just always going. I mean, that guy never skipped leg day. Uh, you know, there are plenty of people we see that, um, or even athletes that definitely have skipped plenty of leg days. I've seen a couple of tight ends actually that are, you know, talked about, they're probably glorified, glorified receivers. These guys are cut up and clearly they take care of themselves, but then you see how thin their legs are. And I'm like, is this a basketball player? This is a football player. It's kind of unique to see you watch tape of Barry and, the uniforms were a little different. They fit differently, the pads, but you could just see like the size of those legs were just they were, compared to his body. They were just, it, he was all legs and, and so dynamic, so balanced inside, outside, um, the contact balance, the, 
the ability to shed tackles, um, to break arm tackles, everything about the guy, he raised the bar on what I expected out of running backs, kind of my favorite position to watch um, it, uh, when I, as a football fan. And I realized when we talked about doing this show that there was no other choice for a player. And I was happy to see nobody had picked him yet. And like I said, there was a league draft. Um, it was invited to play in a dynasty league. I think we drafted two years ago now, maybe three years ago. And I was excited that Barry Sanders was still on the board to draft our um, goats versus pros league. We had to, you know, so you've got Wayne Gretzky, Michael Jordan. I was so excited that Barry Sanders, you know, it's a fantasy football league, a dynasty league. I wanted, excuse me, a football player. And so when I, I saw Barry was still there and I can't remember how high I picked, but you know, maybe in the upper third of the draft, and when I got Barry, I was ecstatic. And I, I quickly realized, like, I don't always talk about it, but this guy is my favorite player. So, um, and, you know, just it goes back to to everything, the Heisman Trophy winning season. You know. Yeah. It, oh, every every time he got the football, you were hoping for the big play. And, and you know, normally something positive happened no matter i mean the defense would make great plays in the backfield and you know have him you, you think they they had him and and he'd get away and get positive yardage and i've never seen somebody be that consistently good um with that style of play either um you know the quick twitch stuff the and still be able to run strong inside you know um just just the across the board what he's able to do i think he just stands out and you know, as a Browns fan, being jealous, you know, of, of Barry Sanders on the Lions. And I started playing fantasy football at that same, around about the same time. Um, essentially, he was in the league. It must have been his third season when I started playing fantasy football. My my first round draft pick, um, I didn't win the league that year. But, you know, I certainly wa watched everything I could on Barry Sanders. And then, of course, checked the newspaper, make sure I, you know, how I, I knew how many yards he's, he the... ran and how he in the late 90s how did fantasy work because like now you have like yahoo fantasy that tracks all that did y'all track it all by pen and paper yeah early 90s we did and then usa today okay. was the was the go-to publication because they summarize things but but yeah local newspaper usa today later um but i can't remember what we used in 91 um when i started playing the you know fantasy football for the first time but it was the newspaper statistics yeah and uh, and it is more local at that point. We're not right. needing the national stats, but we'd check our local paper and it's all local people, local guys in the league. So right. get together and you wouldn't know who won a game. You, you might think you knew, but you didn't know the final thing until, you know, like Tuesday when the commissioner compiled everything and you'd sometimes argue and like put it together. It was a much different game back then. But that's when I got the, um, that's when I became more of a fan of, players and not my Cleveland Browns because I started following them and adding them to my roster, drafting them and, you know, caring about which ones I got the next year and the you know, redraft leagues, which players I got, but, you know, always, you know, the bar was set by Barry Sanders, like, and still to this day, like what running back do I want to draft? I mean, I would love for the player you mentioned to be like Barry Sanders, because if you describe something that a player does, that's like Barry Sanders. I mean, that stands out. That's somebody that I want to, I want to see because to me, he was, he was the best. He had to talk about other things before himself, right. just very grounded like that. And then still go out and deliver the next week and just, you know, you know, like, like a lunch pail guy, but he was so much more than that um, to the team. I mean, MVP year after now, year. Now what's interesting about 
Barry to me is it's always felt like he, despite how long did he play with the Lions? Like 10 years, I think. 10, years? 10 yeah. seasons. Yeah. And I mean, I guess that's part of it is he was just there longer. He's always felt more connected to the Lions to me than he has to Oklahoma State. You know, like I feel like Mm -hmm. he would always, you know, go to more Lions events and things like that than he would Oklahoma State. But recently he started kind of getting more attached to Oklahoma State and coming to more stuff and there are things like that. And I wonder, I wonder what, I wonder what kind of made that. That switch click. Many players back then, too, because getting to the NFL was huge and, and programs weren't the same as they are today. Right. I mean, you know, I, I went to Ohio State, Ohio State fan. And I mean, the facilities at Ohio State, I mean, would rival like the, the richest NFL franchise ever. I mean, right. just like what they're able to provide to those kids to be able to work out and not just in football, but big universities like that across the country are able to do. And, you know, it, it wasn't the same back then. Um, but yeah, I didn't know a lot about his early life. Obviously, you know, the Oklahoma State, the Heisman Trophy. Like, I don't know, yeah. like, if his dad and mom did, wanted to name him something else, but they chose Barry. You know, I'm just kidding. But like, it became Barry, but like, I, you know, so I don't know a lot. And of course, I've never seen anything of him uh, running before Oklahoma State, either like, you know, old high school tape or something like that. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, for me, it started when he was a Detroit Lion, though. That's when I took notice like his rookie year like that's when I was getting into football you know I was in college and I'm like this is you know uh, I was really into it the NFL draft and kind of at that age where like I said I as a Browns fan but never they never got really just so many disappointments as a Browns fan you start playing fantasy football and you realize hey there's all these players out there and um I just think when you watch a player like that like how could you not take notice if you like people who don't know younger people who don't know who Barry Sanders is and you play like um just maybe you know his best plays ever or just like a couple minutes of his best plays or um something something noteworthy like that you even compared to some of the great players now you'd have to take notice to how amazing his runs were like getting out of trouble and um you know the elusivity but and and the contact balance after getting hit and the yards after contact i mean we would love a player like this to come into the league now knowing what we know about dynasty football so i could own this guy and play him until he's 30 years old well he was 31 when he was done and we usually in dynasty football we usually sell you know players before they get to that age but it would be so cool to find a guy like that now but he was the best ever in my opinion so will we ever see that and i'm like that guy's different He's not the same as the other guys around him. He is amazing. Yeah, he right. sure stood out. And even at that size, I, and I can't remember back then that people talked about his size so much because running backs were smaller. I mean, Thurman Thomas, who uh, you know came before Barry Sanders, he was also not a, a giant running back, you know. Now we ha- nowadays we have guys like Derrick Henry who are like six nine and you know as big as like the biggest defensive end running well at running back and you just did, you didn't see a lot of that in this time frame the late eighties the early nineties I mean there were huge guys but most of them weren't as fast as Thurman Thomas Barry Sanders and some of the smaller more elusive running backs and so for me I, I, it just didn't stand out at the time that oh this is a small running back he's just a running back they're you know shorter than the Alignment and there, it, it never was a thing. But it, in fantasy football, we talk about it a lot, and it gets mm-hmm. size gets brought up a lot more with players. Or I notice it more. I didn't back then. Right. It didn't seem like a big deal that he was like a small guy because seemed run of the mill to me size wise. 
Now that sort of that was the only thing that seemed run of the mill. Was right. that, sort of, that sort of got me thinking about another question: Is do you think that Barry Sanders would have been successful in today, or could have been successful in? Yeah, yeah. And would he stand out um, like he did then? Yeah, it, it's a fair question. It's something that I thought about too because you're, you know, in his time, he he did stand out against you know, and some great some great linebackers, some great, you know, defensive linemen that tried to tackle him, uh, all pros, um, pro bowlers, um, some of the best ever to play positions had trouble tackling Barry Sanders. Defenses are different now. Speed is a much greater factor on both sides of the ball. Um, you know, so it's almost unfair. It's almost like, I don't want to say it's incommensurate like apples to oranges because it is a fair thing to ask. Uh, things are so different. It would be tough for Barry Sanders to do what he did for 10 years and stand out um, like he did then a player like him. Like if you brought a player into the league, like Barry Sanders, um, if there, there could be a player, you know, to, to be like Barry Sanders uh, is the way I'd have to think about it coming. And I don't know that they, they could stand out this in the same way that right. he did. Um, I mean, the, the athleticism, for defensive players, I mean, you know, just just looking at at any of uh, any of these guys, um, just like some of the best in the league, or even a Jadavian Clowney, that guy is an am an amazing athlete. Like they, it's just I don't see how somebody could come out now playing against these players and um. So Barry Sanders now, and and I don't want to tarnish his image. I don't even really want to right. sink down this rabbit hole. I just right. I don't think it. I don't think a player like that could be replicated and certainly not for 10 years, maybe a season, maybe two seasons. Um, I think they would scheme it against it at some point. Um, I do think that he was better than the sum of his parts though, greater than the right. sum of his parts that you look at uh, on paper, his size, his speed, and clearly had a gift for making you miss tackles and stay healthy. And so, yeah, it would be unfair to judge Barry like that, but right. is it possible for us to see another player do what he did? And I don't think so. Yeah. I, I, I really I, don't. Yeah. I, I don't, I agree. I don't think there's going to be anybody else that, right. The ball, you know, you have the, the specialists that come in for third down a lot, um, pass catching backs versus the guys who run between the tackles. Cause it is a lot different. I mean, you know, some guys are good at a multitude of things. Emmett Smith, um, was good at a multitude of things. And I think um, one of the things about uh, uh, Ezekiel Elliott too, is that, and just about his abilities that he was able to do so much um, kind of like Emmett inside, outside, catch the ball. Um, he, he didn't have weak weaknesses. He also had speed more than, you know, people remember um, really quick. So when he did get a step or, or hit a seam, you know, he could take it all the way. So he is good inside, outside and, you know, against it too, but he, he doesn't have a career that uh, comes close to Barry Sanders um, with, with those sort of similar gifts. I, you know, he, he's not the same, same, same character, but like they, they still bring in someone else. It's not like he's getting the ball on all the, even the running downs. And um, so, yeah, it would be tough in fantasy even to have a player that was that significant during that time now. Because, like you said, that you just don't have that volume going to one player. Yeah, we love those guys though because they differentiate our fantasy teams. <laughs> you have those those right. guys getting that much work. Right. All right. Well, we've been having fun talking Barry Sanders, and the Dynasty Madman is off for another drink. So it's time for us all to grab a refill from the Quack Cooler. 
Quack Golf is the official sponsor of the Fantasy Football Stories podcast and all the Stories podcasts. Uh, let me reach in there. All right. I got my beer from the cooler. I found Quack a while back because of Jeremy, and Jeremy had been looking on his Twitter and found this logo that he just thought popped. And he said, man, that's awesome. Looked at it and said, this gear is awesome. Man, this is just gorgeous stuff. So he reached out, and these guys, are turns out, are from Dublin, Ireland. They have a lot set out for them making golf apparel affordable to buy and enjoyable to wear. So it's made by golfers for golfers. So it isn't baggy stuff. It's not, uh, you know, overly stuffy where you can't wear it. it. It's not restrictive. So it's the stuff that you want to get instead of the stuff that's in the pro shot. It's cut so well. It's obviously great for the course, but it's so versatile. So I'm not actually wearing any of their clothes right now because Jeremy hasn't allowed me to don apparel, but no, I'm planning on buying some of this on my own because it's just amazing stuff. If you go onto their website, uh, you can check everything out. They've got quarter zips, polos, vests, shirts, uh, shorts, hats, belts, socks, and pretty much anything you want. And more and more of it's getting available here in the U S so Check out everything at quackgolf.com. That's quack spelled K-W-A-C-K. And you can use our promo code to get 15% off. And that's stories 15. 15% off your order. That's stories 15 at quackgolf.com. And if you order using our promo code, excuse me, if you order using our promo code, send us a screenshot and we'll also send you something in the mail. So thank you very much, Quack Golf for sponsoring us and we really uh, enjoy your apparel and your quack cooler. I mean, it's, it's never, it was a little too loose. And so, yeah, absolutely. Because there were some killer fantasy football seasons Barry Sanders had, and I know I'm all over the map. I didn't even talk about some of the things like when he was drafted in his first couple seasons, his first, you know, few carries, how, you know, it, it became obvious he was going to be something special, you know, a few carries into his rookie year. And, you know, he had that 19, uh, what, 1997 season well into the league, you know, um, you know, before he retired 2000 yards. Right. I mean, I think that the fact that he, ran for 2000 yards what was amazing but insane. even before that just going back to you know 1990 leading the league in rushing 1991 dynasty madman is born not really i didn't have that <laughs> handle yet i'm sure you know i was definitely referred to as a madman at times um for certain behavior but you know in 91 is when i started playing fantasy football drafted Barry Sanders that was my top pick that was you know like i think i like i said maybe it's, I said it during the show, I had Jim Everett, which did really well the year before and tanked that year. Uh, if I'd done um, better at all the positions like drafting Barry Sanders, I, I might've, you know, made the title game and done better that year, but I did get it right with he, Barry leading the league in, in, you know, rushing touchdowns. Now, you know, he didn't lead in rushing. I was hoping he would, um, you know, he had a ton of points, but he, I don't think he was the top running back in 1991, um, you know, 16 rushing touchdowns you know, uh, one of the best. And, you know, so he, I mean, year after year, but the, the consistency in running, but to have, like you had referred to earlier, a guy like that for 10 seasons of dynasty football, not only would you have 
made the right choice in drafting him for your dynasty team, but to have him for more than, you know, beyond age 26, you know, 27, 28, 29, 30, didn't retire till he was 31. You know, you got another four bonus years, let's say if you didn't trade him away. So he not, not only good on the football field and fun to watch. Like I said, I think the best ever that I've ever seen on a football field at that position, but yeah, the fantasy football would not have been a letdown either. It wouldn't have just been your eyes that were, you know, pleased with being a Barry Sanders guy. You would have had a fan. You would have had him on your fantasy teams and been glad. So, and, you know, people did play fantasy football back then. Let's not kid ourselves. But dynasty leagues back, you know, from 89 to 98 were a little bit scarce. I mean, you know, it's really since the, like, like the year 2000 or since the late 90s that people really were playing it, um, as far as I know. I mean, I'm sure there were people that did but in our like circle of people that go back to like the scott fish is like were they i mean maybe they have dynasty leagues that go back that far i should have been friends with them back then Mm -hmm. but by and large it was like a a a phenomenon that started like in the early 2000s yeah there there were 12 people doing it right (laughs) (laughs) only 12 (laughs) they found each other and that's early the early adopters yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I mean, you guys, I, I don't know. You're going to have to test me. I, like, I, I don't know every single fact to win a trivia contest, but um, for I, I'm like a little kid when it comes to talking about Barry Sanders. And it um, back then when I started in fantasy football, I also began, I was, you know, I was in college just kind of starting and um, collecting football cards again, I guess, because I stopped for quite a long time. I wasn't, I was never a big collector, but went a little crazy with it for a couple years there. And I tried to get every rookie card I could of Barry Sanders. And um, one of my good friends who actually was in some of these fan- fantasy leagues I'm referring to had uh, was a Dallas Cowboys fan. And as soon as Emmett Smith came into the league, he wanted those rookie cards. So it was a convenient swap here. You know, you take our uh, Emmett Smith rookie cards and you know, get your Barry Sanders rookie cards. And I thought for sure, man, I've got this guy good. I've got him fleece. He doesn't, I mean, be a, be a Cowboys fan. That's, that's amazing. Thank you. I've got the best running back ever. You know, this is my guy. Love this Barry Sanders character. And then to, years later, just ironic to me that Emmett Smith is at the top of, you know, the list for rushing yards and all these sort of, and it's more than just rushing yards, but he, he leads in these categories. And then you think about it, Barry Sanders played for 10 years. Uh, what was Emmett? Six, 16 seasons, something like that. It was ridiculous. 15, 16. So a lot longer, much longer. And he's not that far ahead mm-hmm. in yards. So, you know, that Barry Sanders would have eventually been at, you know, the top of that list. And, um, Ahead of Walter Payton, certainly, which, I mean, Walter was only like uh, 1,005, not even one, not even 1,500 yards ahead. So, you know, another season or two for Barry, that was a done deal. He would have eclipsed that. And before Emmett did, who played till 2004, Barry was done in 98, right? And Emmett finally got the, and, you know, it's, it's, it's great that Emmett Smith was able to do that, but he wasn't the awe-inspiring running back that Barry Sanders was. And I think even Emmett is grateful that Barry Sanders retired when he did mm-hmm. so that Emmett could get some of that glory. Emmett, who's also seemingly a great guy as well, but that he mm-hmm. could get that glory because Barry, that was Barry's, those titles, those, those records were Barry Sanders. Emmett's got to know that. Yeah. If Barry Sanders walked, so Emmett Smith could run. Is that the saying? Yeah. So I just look at, you know, a career like his and it ends, right? Like it's just done. Boom. Like I'm retiring. I'm done. But I'm on top. He wasn't like, I'm kidding. Still, 
dominating and I'm retiring. If you were to transform that into today's dynasty leagues, if he retired here in 2022 and you knew like, all right, he's not coming back this year. How long does a guy like that stay on everybody's rosters just in case? Oh my God. Yeah, exactly. Right. Or you, you try to acquire him hoping that he comes back like so many players do nowadays, you know, maybe they, they get, you know, are able to join another team. Cause that's something that was unheard of. You didn't just, just get to pick the team that you went to mm-hmm. Odell Beckham Jr. You know, you, you know, if you're kind of a tool for one team or, you know, you have this propensity for doing things, even if you're a great player, you know, you don't get to pick your own team. We'll trade you somewhere and, you know, you, it'll be someone else's job to make sure you're happy. Um, but yeah, I would have kept him, of course, just in case. I mean, because I mean, you have you'd have to save a roster spot for him. Like if he just announces, "Hey, I'm retiring," and nobody knows, you're you're doing that. And he's he's done it 31. So plenty of people we know would have already moved him years before that, right? The I don't want a running back over 26 years old crowd, or yeah, yeah 27, 28. I'm getting out because 30 is you know 28, 27, 28. It's a decline, and then 30 you know, it's a cliff. These guys have all these miles on them and it's, um, you're, you you do not want them on your team there. It's any day now, they're not going to be able to do what they did before. And you're going to want to, you know, be out, you know, out from under them, you know, that asset, you know, move on have something else, but you know, what are you going to get for a 30 year old running back anyway? So why not take the chance and just keep, keep a guy like Barry Sanders. If you truly think he's one of the best ever, I mean, I've kept players at other positions, but I would certainly have like Barry would. I'd still have Barry Sanders on my roster if I could. <laughs> well, I you mean, know? you just look at it. His worst year, he averaged it, what, like fifteen points a game, and that's yeah. just an that's an estimated because they didn't really track him back then, and that doesn't necessarily apply to every single scoring. But mm-hmm. I don't care what scoring you are, fifteen points is. Great, like you would always have a running back on your team if they average 15 points. That's you would, ne- yeah, you, you, you would course. always have him, yeah, you would always have him if he scored 15 points. There's no doubt. I mean, I, I look at it most of the time. I, I want a guy that I that consistently scores double digits, so you're talking, you know, 10 points or better yeah. because they're not all going to score you 16 points a game or whatever. And Barry, you know, played 11 games, I think he had that one shortened year in 1993. Um, otherwise, he was playing, you know almost a full season, 15, 16 games for 10 years. Like that's insane. That is from a running back from the running yeah. back spot on yeah, top of know, how talented he was. Right. Right. To, to do it for as long as he did at the level that he did is just unheard of. Kudos to him for leaving, you know, healthy um, with so many things ahead of him. He definitely wanted to, you know, wanted to leave. I'm sure, you know, he thought about the records and all those things. And he's been very gracious since he left the league. Like he has a lot of good things to say and not a lot of negative things, which is also cool. He doesn't throw other people under the bus. He seems not to feel comfortable with that, but to leave, like you said, at the top of his game and have so much of his life ahead of him, I mean, 31's young in relative terms for a football player in the NFL. Sure. But, you know, and to have his life ahead of him and, and, and all that after such a great career, I mean, who can fault him guy players play for too long and then they have injuries and things that they wish they didn't have. And they got to carry that on. So just the human component definitely comes into play. You wouldn't want to, you wouldn't want to see Barry Sanders have played until he was like 
this sad sort of player. Right. We don't have that memory of Barry Sanders. He left on top. And I think that's part of the mystique of him. He left like, man, this guy, and you said it, Kyle, you both said he had, he had more to give, you know, he really did on the football field for us as fans. And right. I mean, probably not for the lions anymore. I think he'd given everything the lions deserved <laughs> at that point, but like for football fans, you know, he had more and probably more, you know, could have re- gotten all those records we're talking about, but he left at the height of, his game. And I honestly wish more, more players would do that. Just, you know, leave when, get when the getting's good. Yeah. You don't owe anyone. Um, you can't play forever. Seeing pay. I don't but. know. I think there's, there's a level of respect that goes with what he did and that comes with leaving at the, the height of your game because you know that it's the right thing to do, you know, not, not, you know, being somewhat, selfish and listen to that voice in the back of your head saying you know oh but but i could but i could break this record but i could do this but i still don't have my super bowl you know there, there's something respectable about the ability to just to just say no i'm done you know mm-hmm. this is this is this is what i want and this is what i need to do and i'm, I'm gonna step away so yeah i mean the closest he ever got was what the championship game the the loss um uh, after they beat the cowboys what they lost um I wish I knew all this by heart, but um, you do. You know, just tell that, us. That, <laughs> you just make, that, up this, make it up, and it'll that, be right. Against the Cleveland Brown, no, they're not even. That's so, such a made-up <laughs> thing. Uh, but you know, they—that's the closest he ever got to the Super Bowl was losing quite handily. A, you know, not a close game, uh, championship game, and never got. And that was early. You know, he, ninety-one. That was, well, yeah, that was the year he did so well with the touchdowns, and I had him in in fantasy football, like that draft, that first draft. And uh, so he he had a great season. The you know the Lions had a great season. I'm sure they're thinking, you know what, we just missed. Like we'll get back there, and they never even got close that close again. Like they just never made. And I think probably you'd have to. I mean, it it's been said, you know, he, he didn't win a Super Bowl, but he he knew after that he didn't even have the prospects to get to a Super Bowl again because some of the best players, the Lions were just, you know, shedding, you know, their contracts, the players. And like, you know, he, I think it was in his, his own words. He said, you know, here I am in my, you know, my last season uh, that I played and I'm in the same boat. I was in my rookie season, right? Like a, a rebuilding team, <laughs> you know, he's killing right. it uh, all the time and play, you know, it's his 10th season and, and, and it, he's, he's just kind of, he got tired yeah, of holding the team on his back, which is understandable. That's what he did. And he's on a, the treadmill of life with these guys not going anywhere, like not going forward and getting beat up. And so I get it. I mean, on a different team, it could have been a totally different story, right? I mean, he could have been on a better team. Is it possible that Barry Sanders is talked about as the unequivocal best running back ever? All the records, all those skills, a couple more years, maybe even of playing for, you know, uh, you know, uh, like a dynasty, like a, you know, for that time frame. if he had been on a different team, like I, I think it's, it's, it's realistic to think about that. If he didn't get drafted by the lions, the same guy, he'd have been the same guy, but yeah. Think about if the Packers had not taken Tony Mandarick and <laughs> right. Yeah, there you so go. Right in front of the lions, the Packers went, no, no, no lions. I'm going to take the worst player in the draft. We just sniped you. I didn't know this, but 10 Pro Bowls in, all, you know, 10 seasons. Like every, this guy made the Pro Bowl every year. And I know now it's a, 
it's like we can vote for our favorite players. But I mean, you know, back then when he played, like, you know, the league was choosing making their the Rumble was a big deal. You know, they were yeah. getting votes. Mm-hmm. All, I mean, every season and the consistency, what he had like 16 or 1700 yards, average yards every year in the NFL, which I think is still a record of, um, you know, as far as uh, annual yards, mm-hmm. right. Um, seasonal yards uh, for a running back. And then to do it every year like that is incredible. That would have been, and you can't, yeah, it's, it hurts to think about it because he was so amazing. Yeah. And then to to be stuck on that team, it's almost like a curse, right? To be that good on the Lions. Like, you know, he left without really throwing anyone specific under the bus. I mean, I, you know, he he alluded to the to the organization, the Lions a little bit. He but he he didn't throw the coach under the bus. There were rumors that he didn't like the coach at the time. And then he said later that that wasn't the issue. So he, he didn't make a lot of noise and, and make it totally about himself. And he left at what you could say was maybe the peak of his game. And a lot of players, many, because they don't want to leave the game they love behind too. They, they won't leave in time. They wait too long. It's kind of like us holding on to the veteran dynasty quarterback or the Rob Gronkowski one year too long, or, you know, holding on to your favorite player, Larry Fitzgerald one year too long before, you know, maybe I should have gotten rid of that player. And in, and in many cases you love that player so much and it, it really isn't that much of a loss. Like what was a third round pick going to be anyway, or what, what, you know, what your return asset was going to be. So you don't mind, but it's the same sort of thing that he left kind of on top like that, but all those awesome games for that weren't wasted really, but if he had played for a better team than the, than the Detroit Lions, what could have been? And would he have stayed in the league and certainly would have beaten Walter Payton's, um, you know, overall rushing record? Um, um, you know, the, the, the yards, I guess, is what I'm alluding to. Um, the overall yards that Emmett Smith ended up winning, he would have been ahead of Walter Payton. And, and Frank Gore, who played for like 83 years. I'm just kidding. Frank Frank Gore is amazing. But he played for 16 years or something. I mean, he's still playing when his son was drafted or whatever, when his son started playing NFL football. That guy was cut from a different cloth too. But Barry Sanders would have eclipsed that in, you know, 12, 11, 12 years. He didn't need, seems wasteful, really. And of course, I'm as a Browns fan, I I already have like I'm not like some Browns fans because they like to they sort of it's that whole thing where like you what how do they describe it? But it's it's when you're ne- when you're negative and you kind of feel sorry for yourself. It's almost like rewarding in a way, like people who think in that fashion a lot. Um, right. It's it's um, almost selfish. It's like um, self-absorbed but they're like so into feeling that uh, you know misery all the time but that's a lot of browns fans and i i I identify with it it's it's sad it's like i how could you be this bad for so long with without trying unless they did like you'd be hard pressed to try to be that bad for so long now the lions did a really good job of of that too like the browns like there are a few teams that like it's like they just can never get it right um but you know to to I totally understand like how it feels to be like in that situation where like, you're just, you're stuck. And like, this is my team I'm cheering for. And you're, you feel like Charlie Brown, like it's the Cleveland Charlie Browns and the Detroit, definitely not lions. You got to come up with something else. Um, You know, the Detroit house cats. I don't know, but just like, it's sad. Detroit lionfish. I mean, they're not quite as as mean and daunting as a true lion cat. There you have it. That is the story. And these are the fantasy football stories. 
Was it 100% accurate? Yeah, that sounds right. Follow us on Twitter at the FF Stories. Also, see all of our inebriated storytelling podcasts as part of the Stories Podcast Network at the Stories Pods on Twitter as our guests rewrite the past across various sports. Alcoholic drinks are consumed voluntarily by our guests at their own discretion. Please drink responsibly. Now, I'm pretty sure I've never seen The Walking Dead, but I'm pretty sure if that's like a timeline of real life, and it, even if it's 40 years in the future, Frank Gore will still be playing running back in that show. I he know. won't be infected. He'll just be playing running back. <laughs> won't be the other teams. He'll just be bowling over zombies. He'll he'll be the leader of the hilltop too. For me, I'm, I'm glad you had me. Um, like I said, I'm not a historian, but I as soon as I had the chance to talk about my favorite player and to talk about Barry Sanders with you guys is, um, and yeah, I, I started off uh, strong with like my backstory and why I love Barry Sanders. And this was a heck of a lot of fun. Like I'm gonna go look at all my Barry Sanders rookie cards. I'm gonna watch <laughs> some of his like best clips after this because yeah. if you don't like Barry Sanders, you don't like football. You probably shouldn't play dynasty football because that's where all this stuff. And Dynasty Madman came from was just a love of, of the game back then, um, and Tech Mobile back in the early '90s. So yeah, thanks for having me. I, I don't know. Please check out Dynasty Trades HQ podcast, and you can find me uh, recording with my good friends uh, Shane Manella and Michael Sipes. Been doing that for four years now.